Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, we're exactly one week away, and next week at this time, hopefully you'll be headed to Vegas with the rest of the people. We've got double the pre-registration we had last year. This year is shaping up to be a banger. Uh, I'm super excited for all the people that are coming out. I've got people coming from all around the world to Let's Talk Dubs in the Wagons. One crazy weekend brought to you by Finley Volkswagen. I'm really, really looking forward to the people that are coming out, the experience you get to have. And I've had some people that have reached out to me a little bit and just kind of had some questions to figure out what it was going to be like. One thing it's not going to be like, if you're a car show in the grass kind of guy, this ain't it. If you're looking for an experience for a weekend chock full of hanging out with really good people, we've all got our Volkswagens here, but it's, it's an, it's a driver's experience. It's an experience that you're going to be in your car Friday night cruising the strip with a bunch of people. You come back to the hotel, hang out. It's a meet and greet. Everybody's hanging out. It's just a great time. People from all over the country and actually all, all over the world at this point are hanging out, getting to meet each other. And it's just an unbelievable time, but I get it. Some guys just want to go to a car show in the park. This ain't a car show in the park. This is a good time. It's a crazy weekend. And it's all based at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And things kick off Friday night at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock is the meet and greet. So cruise on in. There's people coming in Thursday evening. So we're going to make sure we've got parking situated for them. But it's going to be a banger, man. It starts at 4 o'clock on Friday. Meet and greet. The strip cruise kicks off at 8 p.m. At about 7.30, we all line up and organize. And we will make our way to Las Vegas Boulevard. We will do our single pass up and down the south end of the strip and then back up over Harmon, back to the hotel where the cars will get parked and situated for the next morning. The next morning at 8 a.m. kicks off the car show. The car show goes from 8 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And because we're not trying to jam-pack your day full of stuff that won't make mama happy, you got the rest of the afternoon until 5.30 to go hang out in the casino, go wherever you want, go get something to eat, go take a nap, recoup from the night before. But you've got all the time in the world to take care of that because at 530 is when the world famous poker run kicks off and you'll have your chance to win your share of over $2,000 in cash prizes that we're giving away that night. So if you haven't been, don't miss out. This is the best event that you can experience in your Volkswagen and it only can happen in Las Vegas. So I'm telling you guys, I can't express you. There's people in town already. We're hanging out. We're prepping cars. We're getting things done. So Get your stuff ready and make sure you make it out this next weekend, October 6th and 7th, to the Orleans Hotel and Casino for one crazy weekend. If you miss it, you'll be sorry. That I'll guarantee you. There's people, I can't even tell. I mean, there's just a list of so many people that are going to be here. It's off the chain. So I'm stoked. You guys should be stoked. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. But again, bringing you another great podcast this week from my adventures over there in, uh, as Andy Andy Finch tries to give me a hard time because I say the Netherlands because apparently it's Netherlands is how they say it. But the Netherlands is where we went. Eschen Day Netherlands is where the show is. And Neil's put on an unbelievable event. So if you guys get a chance, it'll be happening in 2025. You can guarantee that I'll be back there. Your humble correspondent going all over the world to drag in some interviews. And today's interview is no different. I've got Irv with Irv's Customs, the man himself. He's, you know, I thought he was older than me, but he's actually younger than me. He's been in the game for a long time. He's been building cars for over 20 years, been doing VWs for over 10, and he's got the largest restoration shop up in Northern England. Now, Irv is passionate about the business, and he's building, if you've got any subscriptions to Volksworld, 
you know he builds some of the stunners. All the cars that are coming out of the northern UK, top shelf, those are Irv's. The barn door you guys saw, if you watch my Instagram video, that came out of Irv's shop. Uh, his son's black, uh, his son's black 54 right-hand drive. That car got completely redone. And there's a whole wild story on that car. So there's so much to talk about about this podcast. Um, but I'm going to let it happen for you guys. You guys can take a listen to it. Enjoy it. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't know who Irv's is, look him up. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He's all over the place. And his, it's him and his boys there running the business. And he just loves to get behind the spray gun and paint car. So it's a great story. It's really a, a bottom-up type deal. Built it from nothing into one of the largest shops in uh, in the UK that's doing restoration. So they do everything from from uh, VWs to Porsches and everything in between. So it's great. Irv's a, Irv's a solid dude. His boys are rad. The whole the whole crew up there. I can't say enough. Next time I'm back out there, I'm actually gonna go tour his shop. So let's get into it. This guy's this week. Irv's restorations from Northern UK on Let's Talk Dubs. Probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Okay, everybody. So on today's show, I'm here at uh, the Air Mighty show in Holland, the Netherlands, and I've got one of the top restoration guys that's in Northern England. Uh, if you've been looking at any of the issues of Volksworld over the past few years, he's been in the game for over 10 years doing Volkswagen restorations. And on today's podcast, I've got the man himself, Irv, from Irv's VW Restorations out of uh, Northern England. He's in the Lakes District. Irv, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you very much. So last time I saw you, I was chasing you around Volksworld, and, and you dodged me pretty good there, but your boys helped me corner you, and we got you in front of the <laughs> microphone now. To give our listeners a little bit of backstory, uh, again, you know, the shop Irv has, he's been putting out some of the highest quality restorations, some of the most over-the-top cars that you've been seeing in Volksworld magazine for the past few years. Like, if it's top shelf and it's a big restoration, it's usually coming out of Irv's place. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the handful of guys in England that really kind of brings something to play every year, I'd say. Yeah. So um, the way we always start the podcast is, what's your VW story and how did you get into Volkswagens? All right. Well, basically, I was um, I was away camping in southern England with my kids. Um, this is going back when my oldest lad Lee is twenty three this year, mm-hmm. and he'll have been about five years old. So we were camping on a campsite in a tent. I had a VW Golf at the time, and uh, we were there for a week. And there's loads of Volkswagen buses on the on the site where we were. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking around. I thought they're pretty cool. I won't mind one of them. And then the uh, the weather went from sunny to raining, and uh, we just got completely soaked. The tent was flooded. We were just like, what are we doing in this tent? This is disaster. I said, what I need is one of them vans. So I was I talking to the lads on the on the campsite yeah and then i went in the uh the little campsite shop and there was a Volkswagen magazine and i thought oh they sell magazines about them so i got the mag and i went back to my tent and i was looking in it and i was like oh yeah, yeah it's pretty cool i had no idea what they were worth um just thought they were cool 
Right. So I didn't really look at it as a car scene. It was like it got the job done. I had three young kids, so Lee was five, Harvey was three, and Aaron was two. So we'd gone camping. Three young kids, me the misses, totally soaked, pissed way through. We got to do something. We'll get a camper van. So when I'm reading the magazine, there was a show on VW Northwest, which was at Tatton Park. That's the most northern England premier show there is been going for 30 odd years and what's the name of the show vw northwest vw northwest yeah, and it's held at tatton park uh-huh proper premier show same as stanford hall same people who run stanford hall run that show it was always the same guys doing him so it was a, a good show i didn't know any of this though so i was like oh it's on on the sunday we're going home from camping so we were driving right past it so you, so you and your spent camping family from just camping a week in the woods show Soaking up. wet. The tent was in the back. Everything just because I remember. I always remember we just threw everything in the car. Absolutely dripping wet. And we're like we're going home. So we're driving up there. We'll go and look at this show. So we called in, and it was the first one I'd ever been to. And I was like, wow, there's hundreds of people in the right. queues. So we're we're, we're heading at these into the show, and there's all these split screens and bay windows and beetles, right. all absolutely you know slammed and blah blah blah. I was like, man, I'd never seen it like it. Where we lived, there wasn't much of a following, even though I'm in a real camping type area in the north of England. I had not really ever followed them, so I was like, wow. Goes in, parks me for car up, so we gets with the kids, and off we go into the show, and uh, seen this slammed split bus, patina. Didn't even know what patina was. Right. Went up to it and I was like, oh man, this is this is what I need. This is it. So this guy got out and he's dead proud of his van. I was like, all right, mate. You know, what's 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 something like this coach here? And he's like, I always remember because I didn't have any money. I was skint, a proper skint. I had like, you know, no real money. Yeah. And I looked at this, this van. You're driving said, a Polo. Well, it was a Golf, oh, golf, golf Diesel that owed me like a thousand pounds or something. Yeah. You know, my house was 25,000 pounds at the time. Yeah. And I says, oh, What's uh, what's this boss? You know, what's the crack? And he said, "Yeah, I've I've just had it at Type Two Detectives, and they've slammed it, and we've done it, all this and the other." I didn't know what it was on about. Make it look like this, and spent, I just dropped ten thousand on it, and I was like, ten thousand what?" And he's like, "You know, he spent ten grand on this van doing it up," and I was like, "Wow!" So, so I was, what's it worth? I think fucking it's like half the price of my house. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's, it's I'd take thirty-five thousand for it or something." And I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ!" You know, I was like. Then that number might be wrong. It maybe was 15,000, but it was a lot. Right. And I just walked away going, I can't afford one. I just can't afford one. So a bit devastated. <laughs> I walked around the show. Your and ho- hopes and dreams are blown shattered. to pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm walking around the show and I realize that the Bay Window vans were way cheaper. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can maybe get one of them. So you, you do your thing, don't you? You go around the show, you get your ideas. And then we yeah. went home. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Volkszone which was a, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, the forums. Yeah, so it was a forum way before like- Like the UK's version of the Samba. Yeah, and there was no way. I don't even think there was Facebook out then. Um, Or if there was, it certainly wasn't on it. I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. So none of Instagram were out like that. And I I went on Volkszone, seen this early Bay Riviera for sale. Yeah. uh, In Southampton, which is obviously 400 miles from me. It was getting on Christmas time. By the time I'd uh, sold my car, uh, I think my, my dad lent me a bit of money. Um, I did some foreigners because I was still working for someone. So I painted some stuff, got mm-hmm. some money together. So um, I rang this lad, kind of come down, have a look at this van. So I, guess, I remember my dad was still alive. So it was me and my dad, my uh, my wife, 
and the three kids. We said we're having a road trip. So we got in my dad's, my dad's car and went all the way down to Southampton to get this van. It turns out I'd actually managed to buy um, an original paint, Riviera, slightly lowered, killer van. But I didn't know what I was buying. It just turned out I got lucky. Right. So I managed to buy this really wicked 69 Riviera. Really? Never been in one, never drove one. <laughs> so I gets in it and I, I was just like, where's the heaters? And he's like, no, we don't no. have any heaters, mate. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh. And it's, it went out and it nearly killed us because I'm on the wrong side of the road. And he you gave know, you a jacket and said, "There's and your yeah, gear. honestly." So I got, I did the deal. I was buying this van, so I got in it. What'd you pay for the van? Mm, about seven grand or something like seven that. Seven grand. That was all is, the money in the world at the time. Oh yeah, to me. top shelf money. Yeah. So it gets this money, it gets his van bought, and uh, I said, "Right, kids, everyone in the van." So it all gets in, and the girlfriend, uh, girlfriend then the wife, <laughs> my dad's following. And we sets off back, and we get on this motorway down there, and it's like six lanes wide, packed. And I'm on the wrong side on left-hand drive. I'm like, ah! I drive along like, oh my God, what is going on here? The kids are all jumping about and I'm like, ah! I just sort of like went on for a few minutes and I pulled into the services. I was like, everyone out, everyone in granddad's car. And I was like, why are they shit? And I said, dad, you're getting with me. So it was like me and my dad were driving along like, ah! I'm like thinking I've got 400 miles of this now. And after about 10 minutes, just clicked. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is wicked. And I was just tooting along, and yeah. you know, and then we, that was it. Pulled back in the services, got the kids back in, drove it home. And I'm like, that's it, that's me. I'm hooked. So we started, got the odd show. Now, were you working in the body shop business yeah, at the time? Yeah, yeah. So I've always, I left school in '95. So are you just like an apprentice at this time? No, when no, doing this? no. I'm full time serve tradesman. Um, I was lucky. I went to the biggest shop in in the north of England. Was in the town where I was. Yeah. All accident proof work. So. I'd served my time in that body shop and then I'd moved around the town like you do, different shops. Right. Um, and the reason that where we lived, everyone was into fast Fords. So it was early Ford Escorts and um, Cosworths and the Ford scene was huge where I lived. Right. Not so much Volkswagen. So I was really well known for the Fords. So I'd built a lot of uh, custom cars for uh, these, there was magazines called Max Power and Fast Ford Magazine. So I'd built loads of that and I was really well known and I'd done a lot of the UK car scene, mm-hmm. but we modified cars. So I was well into that and well versed on doing cars up, just never really into Volkswagens. So then we went to some more shows and it was like, I need a split screen, you know, I've got to get a split. Because <laughs> they're just cooler. Right, right. And uh, I, I didn't have any money. And my dad was a car guy as well. Yeah. He was getting older and he was always on, the, on looking online. And he rang me one day and said, oh, there's a split screen uh, for sale in, in uh, Newquay or Cornwall. It was like the opposite end of the country again. And it was, uh, it was under five grand. So I'll lend you the money. So I borrowed the money again, <laughs> sold some more stuff like you What's do. worse than a car guy? A dad, with a, a dad of a car guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll loan you the money for this investment. So I, I, like, I, I can't remember how the money come about, but I, got, I scrambled it together and uh, went to Cornwall with my dad. Really? And this van was just absolutely, it was solid, but knackered. You know, it was all bent, twisted, like there wasn't a straight panel on it. But it was a driver. But it was, could it get was you solid, home. yeah. You know, I weren't a driver. It was just a rolling shell, really. Oh, really? Yeah, every handle was broken. All the glass was cracked. But I was, I was just a split screen. So I was like, I'm not going to buy this, Dad. I said, it's, it's too bad. And my dad's like, no, no. We'll get it, we'll get it. Because he was a, a body shop guy. So he's like, I can see through this. Oh, yeah. So, um, all right, so we bought it. This Ricky old trailer. Towed it home. And I did it up in my garage at home like everyone did yeah and uh, i just asked the guy at work if i could use the booth to paint it so i painted the inside at home did all the panel work um everything 
bought the outside, got it all prepped, and then I said to the to the boss, "Can we paint it in the booth at night?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah." So we were all like Sickens approved, ICI approved, where I was working, and we had all the Mercedes contracts. So I said, it was just it was just top line paint. Yeah. You know, we used uh, it was Sickens Superior at the time. This is uh, you know like 500 quid a gallon. Yeah. And we painted it in the, the best stuff you could get your hands on, Turkish and pearl white, 11 window split. Looked absolutely amazing. Um, never even polished it. It just wow, this is cool. Just laid flat right out of the gun. Not really good off the gun. So I uh, built it back up at home. Put a sundial interior in it. Um, lowered narrow beam, drop spindles. You know all the all the biz, but kept the steel wheels on and stuff. Really liked the California Surf Look van at the time. Yeah. But then I I'd seen these VW drag racing lads. So uh, I was like, oh, you know, I fancy doing the the, the buses with attitude. Because they were big, at, that was pretty big back then at Santa Park yeah. with Ricky James and everyone else. Yeah. So uh, I bought a turbo setup off a guy. And I, same again, didn't know what I was doing. So I bought this tur- blow through turbo setup, second hand. Um, did me, did me engine and stuff, but didn't realise about blowing the cranks to bits or anything. Right, was, right. I'm a painter. <laughs> I'm not a mechanic. You're like you just bolt it on and punch it. Did it all at home, <laughs> and I, I, I finished it, got it running, and I booted it out of, like where I lived. I did about two miles, snapped the crank. Oh wow! I was like, yeah, it was a disaster. So then I rang someone who knew about engines, and they they built me a bottom end, and then we we got it back in the van and turboed it. Eventually, it ended up on fuel injection, and I went down to car shows like you do, um, you know, bus fest, camper jam, well, it was van fest then, then camper jam, and I, I kept winning awards with this van, um, and the show and shines. And hey, what year is this? Mm, two thousand and seven, two thousand and yeah, and this is two thousand eight. It, it's the grey and white, the, the Turkish, Turkish grey, Turkish green, green. I call it Turkish. There's one out there, you know that yeah, yeah. one you're on about last night. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a powder green colour, um, turquoise with pearl white rather than the bright white. I did it pearl white on top, so it's a creamy colour, and it just looked brilliant. And back then, it wasn't exactly factory spec to be pearl white and Turkish. They were right. they were green white. I'm sure everyone let you know. <laughs> That's what so, they do. Yeah. That's not the factory color. You're like, thanks, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and it's they, Mercedes paints. Exactly. More than your sh- your <laughs> entire outfit it costs to paint this car. So yeah. I remember some guy telling me, "Oh, you can tell it hasn't been nibbed and uh, polished." And I was like, "But you know, it was off the gun." Right. And it was still it was still winning me, me trophies. So I was happy. And I was at um, I was at Camper Jam with the very first Camper Jam they did, mm-hmm. and we won like the show with it. And that's when I met a couple of my first VW buddies proper. It was still some of my best friends now. And that's a lad called Daz Yip, who everyone knows, Darren. And his mate, Daz Bond. So these guys became... And then uh, there was uh, Lee Pickering, who's Rusty Lee. So these guys became lifelong friends. Um, and they were the judges. So they picked me van. And they were like, you've turboed it. And no one was really turboing splits. So it just led down the avenue of, what do you do in my van? I was like, well, I don't know. Not not them, by the way, but other people. Right. Local people to me. Sure. You know, we restore mine. I was like, well, I don't know, because I'd run my own body shop in a few years before, and it had gone all right, but I was young, and I made mistakes. And mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know if I can do this again. You know, I'd, I'd had it tough. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd gone bankrupt. I'd lost everything. almost lost my house. Then I started again and built back up. So I'd been down and out. And, then and you I'd, don't want to risk it again. I'd come back, and I thought, there's a lot of pressure with your own business. Yeah. And I was I was fairly happy with what I was doing, and then this one lad over a few beers at a campsite said, "Look, will you just do my van and give it a coat of paint." So I thought, "Go on, then I will do." But I had nowhere to do it. That was the issue because I thought I can't start doing vans at my house because right. the whole neighbours will go mad. And the, the one of the garages I used to do paintwork for says to me, um, "Look, if you do us a, a little bit of paint cheap, you can 
you can use my valeting bay on the side. No one uses it anymore. And this was a big car garage where we lived. So I started doing vans just on the side. I could never have afforded to set up on my own. Right, to do a booth or any of that kind of no, stuff. And I didn't, I wouldn't have had the balls to, you know, say you were going to lay 20, um, 30,000 yeah. out and rent a building with no work. Yeah. I mean, who would do that? You'd have to be mad. So I, 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 used, I set up off the back of a friend helping me, um, giving me somewhere to do it. And the forums are live, so we're doing like Readers' Rights Threads. And next thing, we do mine, we do mine. And it just absolutely blew up. And I thought, I'm going to need somewhere a bit bigger. So we, we rented somewhere a bit bigger. And some lad who I'd worked with, serving my time, who I actually served my time under him. Yeah. In 1996, 97, he was regarded where we lived as the best painter body guy around. But he's into classic cars, this guy. I hadn't seen him in years. He come knocking on me on my door and says, oh, I've heard you setting up doing classic Volkswagens. I said, I am, yeah. He said, I want to work for you. I said, you're fucking joking, are you? And he says, no, no. He says, if you, if you go for it, come work for you so this guy John right. came to work for me and we set off doing restorations and uh, next thing's another lad and it, that's that's what happened and it I just, just keeps growing from there the dice, really and we kept winning awards getting better and uh, you know I happened to be pretty good at metal work but it was only me doing everything back then so then John started doing it and between us it was a close little you know there's only three of us but we did some great work but then the phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And I was like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to either, I mean, I'm getting up to saying I'm going to be three years before I can do someone's van. And no one wants to wait that long. No. They might say they do. Right. But life they're changes. Gonna get, they're going to get desperate and either so sell the project or go to a different shop or something. Else. Yeah, you yeah. fancy something else. I mean, so <clears> I've got to get my waiting time down to a year. So that's what we did. Went to a bigger shop. Took some more lads on. And I got real lucky. The, the body shop which was the biggest body shop in the north of England, where I'd served my time, been mm-hmm. open for 50 years. Yeah. Shut, closed down, a big uh, insurance group bought them out. Oh, wow. And uh, they were all getting made redundant. Well, I, I knew them all, and I was thinking, it's fucking a bit of a gamble taking a few lads on, but the, these lads are great. And where we live, once them lads go into like, the shipyard where we are, once they've gone, that's it, you'll never get them back. Right. So it's a dying trade, as a lot of people know, you can't get lads to do this job that easy. Yeah. And I was, I had a lot of work lined up, but was it cast iron? I don't know. So I thought, sod it. So I went and seen the lads and said, right, there's a few of you want to come up. I took like seven of them and we went bigger. And I just thought, right, let's, let's ramp up the work. So we took more work on. Bear in mind, I'm still doing, I do all the paint. I still do now. Any, all the painting? All the paint. The only time I've let the gun up is just in the last two years because my two elder lads who work for me, they've served the time panel beating. And now I'm letting them learn how to paint because I only really want to show my tricks to my family. Right. Because there's painting and then there's painting. And what we do, you know, there's, uh, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet, but it's, you know, there's only a few people across the world who can do yeah. it in this line of work. I mean, there's, there's guys who can, you know, some great shops about, of all makes of cars. But I'm certainly not going to show what I can do to some lad who could set up a garage around the corner from me. Right. Because I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah. You Sometimes you, that's what you worry about in a business, and training your own competitors. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've had it happen. I've done it. I thought, I'm not doing it again. So, be, you know, we, we've started teaching um, my kids now um, to do the job. So I've got my three eldest lads working for me. Yeah, and so they're, um, they're in the family business, and you're kind of like, hey, you guys can keep this going. Yeah. I mean, clearly, in, in a place like England that's, not super huge but it's it's i mean it's 
a lot of people here, millions mm. of people here, and a lot of people in the Volkswagen scene. So yeah. there's definitely no shortage of cars need to be restored. So there, there's a good business to pass on to the kids. And with a dying trade, the price goes up. There's yeah. no other way to do it because you're limited on people you can get in and all that stuff. And no, yeah, I'm, I'm completely familiar with that. I mean, I thought no one's going to travel to where I am. You know, in, in the South, it's a much bigger area, a lot more people. You know, I'm kind of remote. And I, but that was the other reason when I set up the shop, I thought, well, you know, well, who's going to travel up to the Lake District to get a, a camper van restored? But they did and they do. But not just in England, a lot of my customers are from Europe. You know, we've got currently customers from Switzerland, Norway, Dubai, California. Really? Yeah. And um, most of them found you through like North senior Ca- stuff I've in got, the magazine. Uh, and North Carolina. Um, we got um, we got guys in from um, all over the place. And, and oh, yeah, I, I really don't understand bar from we must do a good job. We're well proven, you know, yeah. the best guys are across the world you know they've been doing it a long time and the jobs aren't just for like now i mean that that show bus that's out there we painted that three or four years ago and it's still we've seen it you know these cars last and that's all about being good at your job yeah and the bus that you're talking about out front that's that's mark's bus it is Mark's, yeah and so let's let's talk about mark's bus for a Mm. second because there's a couple things I wanted to chat with you about as far as timeline it takes you to build a car. And I guess it depends on how much rust it is and what type. I mean, there are cars you're just painting and there's cars you're doing the full builds, like mm-hmm. the rubber, the interior, all that stuff. So um, Mark's car, for example. So Mark's bus is a, give me the give me the stats on Mark's bus, it's what a, year it is, all that 1954 stuff. 1954 right hand drive, 11 window bounder. And how many of those they make? Oh, I don't know. Not, there's not so many left, though. Not right, a lot right of right-hand drives, drives barn doors. Yeah, yeah. And so rare. finding it was pretty rare. What was the condition of and now to, to let you guys know, you, you'll be able to see pictures on uh, on the blog page that I'll be posting up about this podcast, as well as uh, a video, a little walk-around video that I'll do uh, with the bus in particular. So this is this is a super, super clean, custom barn door bus. Now, when you... What what is the story behind this bus? Yeah, basically, um, years ago, it was it was found on the way to a wreckage yard on the back of a truck with a, an IAB crane right through the roof of this van, and it was crushed right down to its waistline. So the jib crane fell down in the middle of this bus, right down the middle center of the roof, and just yeah. crushed the roof well, down was, to the center belt line. It was going line. for scrap, so they'd lifted it on with the crane, crunched it up, then crushed it to hold it on the truck, I guess, while it was off to the scrapyard. And by pure fluke, a VW guy saw it, at the traffic lights and pulled the wagon driver over and said, what are you doing with this van? And he said, it's got a scrap. So I think he, he bought it off somebody and it ended up in his garage in Australia for over 10 years. And All then, bent up like yeah, that, like the yeah, way it was. knackered. And then a guy called Al, who owns, no, he doesn't own it anymore. He used to have a company in Australia. I think they were called Dash Resto, which were the top of the game in Australia. Really well known. He got the van and started repairing it either for himself or for Mark and he pulled it out and sort of started clipping the panels on and did some welding and he was straightening it out and then he shut down he decided he'd had enough of doing this for whatever reasons closed his shop and then Mark who owned it at this point was living in Singapore but moving back to England Mm -hmm. and he contacted me and said look can I get this van shipped to you I'm based in England anywhere I'm going to be um, can you um, take on the restoration and finish it and that was it it was a simple phone call and about eight weeks later it turned up 
I didn't know Mark from Adam at the time. Yeah. And we started this van and decided that, look, we're going all out here. Um, we want to we want to win awards. Now, whose ideas are some of the... Because you come from a custom car background. You're yeah. not a stalker, right? Yeah. yeah. And so when you meet Mark, are you thinking, this oh, man, this guy's wanting it restored. We can restore it. You're thinking no, nobody's going to want to slam and do all this stuff to a yeah, 50... Yeah, he was, he's a pretty cool guy. 54? Kind of, yeah, 54. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. He was like, no, let's, let's sort of... I got the vibe off him that he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. And he had some cool cars already. He had a, a notchback that had been to Volksworld. It was all lowered and looked the absolute part. And he also had um, an early Porsche 912 at the time. Was, he, had, he had some cool cars. Yeah. He had a Cowlick Beetle that now belongs to my son. You know, the, the black Oval. The black one? So that was Mark's. Yeah. And he'd owned that for years. So I got the... He's, he's like, look, I'm open to ideas. Um, let's design it together. So we decided on colours, um, engines, wheels. You know, it was all a bit of a... It's just, and it kind of left me to it. Yeah. Everything had to obviously go via Mark. And Mark's ideas came back. And we just bounced between each other. Let's do this. And Mark wanted the deluxe dash in it. You know what? They didn't have them in. Let's do it, Mark. You know, let's let's put sat nav in it. Um, let's you know heated seats because it's you know it's cold in England sometimes. So we put heated seats in it. All these things that people weren't doing. Right. The wheels are one off. You know, yeah. They're they're eighteen inch on the back, seventeen inch on the front. Um, we've tubbed it front and rear. The tubs are obviously very unique. No one's done another set of tubs like that. Yeah, they're um, t- so tubbed all into the door and everything. Takes into the back of the door. I was the, that was definitely the first one to get done like that. If it's been done since, maybe, but all because of the wheels. We built the van around the wheels. A lot of people do. Yeah, you know, they build a car around a set of well, wheels. Well, it fit. It, it fits good. Like when you when you fit it that way, it fits good. Yeah, you know. So and it'll drive really good. I mean, we haven't driven it a lot because what to show it. So this van got finished right before COVID. We were two weeks from the Vauxhall show and COVID kicked in. That was it. We're all going home from work. No more anything. Yeah, so the, the van's finished and we've all gone on for We don't really know what's going on with, with COVID. So the van just got put in storage. Um, and Mark said, look, I'm not going to just start using it. You know, I want to I show it. So we just left it and it stayed in the storage building with me for, I don't know, was it a year and a half or whatever? I can't remember now. And then we, when the Volkswagen show eventually came back on, we debuted it then. Um, and it, it went down a storm. Um, along with numerous other cars we, we did. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw your, your setup. I think you had five cars at Volksworld this year. Is it five? Yeah, I think it was five this year, and we did seven the Seven year the year before. I mean, you're, you're putting out quite a bit of cars, and this particular barn door, it's the right-hand drive, the deluxe dash, the the um, interior is done by Nick with... Yeah, uh, it's got, I mean, it's full leather in there. It's not, it's not a leather. Yeah, it's I mean, proper leather. it is a... It's got an air terriers, custom interior. Air terriers, it's, it's totally a... Totally sport one-off. Nice, nice bus. And what's even better about it is that it's a barn door and it's done the way he wants to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like custom... It's got an upright Porsche spare wheel in the back. I don't know if you know. I love that. it. I saw that. Yeah, just yeah, little yeah. tricks, you know, with the, yeah. with the space saver tires, just things that you would never do that to a band or yeah, or a lot of split buses. But we I did. love it. <laughs> I love it. I think it, I, I think it's perfect because it really sets off the whole look of that bus. And uh, you know, I like the I like the custom interior in it. I like the dash pod with the with the with the yeah, uh, custom gauges and it's the, lifted out. No yeah. one's lifted one out like that. No, I I think it looks there's there's so many unique tricks to that the way that car is built that I just thought, it, you know, it's, it really exemplifies, you know, when, when a builder and the owner get together and just come up with some good ideas and 
you're not concerned with what people are going to say when you build that car. And, and to me, that's kind of the thing that stands out to some of these cars is when you go and take a look at things and you can see like, you know, these cars are really one off. They're done, you know, to the way the owner's liking and they still look good. It, it, it's a good look universally if you like cars and yeah. you like the stance and you like the wheels it's a it's a great looking car now you, you've got to get it right you know yeah to do custom and then get it wrong is easy yeah and there's some, a lot of that colors going. just don't work and wheels don't work etc et and what color is the bus it's a one-off color um, but it started it's, it's like a, a it's a Volkswagen color but it's like a beige we're, it's a green oh is it green yeah we what originally wanted to do it v, uh, Porsche stone grey yeah that's the color we wanted it that's what Mark wanted and you, at the time it was really hard to get the color on a formula I was struggling to get hold of it and I was on <coughs> forums asking about it and then one of the guys from Glazurit said oh you can um, there's a Volkswagen color very similar yeah. just tinted to match the stone grey right and that's what that color is. So it's a Volkswagen color. Um, it hasn't actually got a name. It's just a code. So we, we mixed that. And Mark had a look at it and said, God, that's, that's, that's actually really, really nice. Yeah. I think we'll just leave it with that because it's different. And to be honest, I had people from all over the world asking me what color that car is. Because it, it almost looks like a, like a sand beige kind of color, yeah. but it's got a tint of just green works, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's got a super good look. I like the the wheels are anodized red, or they no, I painted them. Oh, those are painted like yeah. a like a translucent paint yeah. type thing. They were originally the high polished chrome when they came from America. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, and I just painted them. They look they they it's got a they just got a super solid look to them. And then uh, motor in that car is it's a two <laughs> is it a twenty one ten that one? Do you know what? I'm not hundred percent positive. I can't remember. Twenty one ten Porsche Shroud. Twenty one ten Porsche Van Shroud for the it's a Bernie Bergman. Porsche fan set up on mm-hmm. it. The engine came from stateside tuning. Um, we did actually have a massive Type 4 engine for it, fuel injected everything, and mm-hmm. it, it, all went, it all went pear shaped. Really? Yeah, the engine is a long story with that. You probably ain't got time to listen to it, but the engine went missing in transit from the engine builder to us. And it was a thing on the internet at the time saying this engine's been stolen. And it never, never appeared. And really? Yeah, and, and the engine builder built us a new engine. But it took like another year because he'd lost this engine. Right. So we did get the engine, but it took a year for him to redo it. So yep. in the meantime, we were like, we got to finish So he fire. built a new motor for it, shipped it out, and it disappeared. Yeah, it was all over the internet at the time. So I think everybody needs to be on the lookout for a missing Type 4 motor. It never, ever reappeared. Which is what bizarre. size was it? It was a 2.6 yeah. Type 4 Porsche fan. That's what I have in my in both my buses. Fuel injected. I mean, yeah. this thing's absolute. Nuts I have two like. three and a two six. Yeah. Right. So this was an absolute beast of an engine, hmm. and it, it just vanished. What happened was the the guy who built it shipped it to us, and then didn't actually tell me it was getting shipped to me, and then the few days prior to realizing it had gone missing, we received an engine from a a, a courier company, and that's nothing out of the ordinary. We get them all the time from people. Right. And it was um, an engine out of like a Ford Transit van, and I was, like a diesel engine. I was like, was this anyone ordered this engine? So I was asking all the lads, and like, no, no. No one's ordered this engine. It had no name for us on it. So I just put it to one side. A few, few, a, a day or two after that, the guy at the engine shop called me and said, oh, have you received the engine? I was like, no, no. I said, why have you sent it? He's like, well, yeah. I said, well, it's not here. I said, and then the penny dropped. I went, hang on, I did receive an engine. I said, but it's like some transit van engine. Yeah. And he's like, all oh, right. Uh, so he got in touch with the courier company. It turns out they basically got the engines lost somehow at the, one of the depots, mixed up, and I got this transit engine sent to me, which I've still got to this day. 
because I tried returning it over and over again. No one wanted it back. So I reckon this engine is in someone else's garage. Yeah. And they've tried returning it. And just it's probably sat somewhere, someone who hasn't got a clue what it is. Because I've tried getting this engine that doesn't belong to me back to him. And it's, it's a brand new diesel engine for a transit van. And it's sat in one of my containers. I've had that sat there years. So some, so some poor transit van place has a VW Type 4 motor or sitting there. something like that, yeah. Ready to Which go. Which is bananas. We made a massive fuss on the internet at the time and we never found it. We went to courier companies. We had them do investigations. It just went. And this engine was like, you know, fifteen or £16,000. Yeah, they're not cheap. It was so expensive. And the guy had to foot the bill in the end at the engine place and build him another one. Because he was like, oh, it's not my fault. I said, well, it is. Because you didn't insure it. You didn't tell us it was coming. Right. You didn't track it. I mean, it was, it, it was his fault, not mine. It was luckily nothing to do with me. Because I would have felt guilty. But I didn't even order the engine. Mark would dealt with him. It right. There was a, just a... He was just, got the the engine builder just dropping off a motor. It was yeah. a disaster. I mean, something of that value, we'd go and collect it. Jeez you know? Louise. So that was a, a real weird one. So we ended up buying an engine from Stateside Tuning mm-hmm. randomly to get this fan finished. Just to finish it up. But it's a belting engine. What motors in it? I mean, what transmissions? Four-speed or five-speed? It's a four-speed. Four-speed. It's, um, it's a proper Rancho Pro Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a... Is it on air or static? It's on air on the front. It's a dogback air beam. Wilwood brakes on the front, Porsche brakes on the back. Nice. Steering rack conversion from uh, like creative engineering. So it's a steering rack on it and it's no longer stock steering? No. Nice. Yeah. And that bus, you guys have driven that bus? Yeah, yeah. And well, it drives pretty good? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. this is the last big show for it. And then after this? It's going to get used. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's what they all got to be done. And yeah. it's lucky to have clients like Mark with it, that you can work with and build a bus yeah. and just get it dialed. I mean, because that's a real head turner of a bus. I mean, I, mm. I, I, I like so many things about it that uh, it, it's just, it checks all my boxes, you know what I mean, yeah. as far as like a usable interior, uh, you know, it's got... Paint to paint to selection of the yeah. owner, wheels to selection. I mean, those are things that are that are that are right up my alley. Now, when you guys build cars over at Irv's, if you're doing a car full restoration, the car is not rotted; it's a solid body. What's a timeline to turn that car around? I mean, well, we we would say you, we could get something from bare metal if it's a solid bare metal shell mm-hmm. to paint in about six weeks. Oh wow! With a, I've got I've got thirty members of staff. Thirty. You know, thirty. Yeah, so we're the biggest Volkswagen restorer, if not in the world, definitely the biggest in Europe. Yeah. Um, from what I've been told by people like, you know, like Ned at Hayburner, he's been everywhere. And that's all you've got is Volkswagens on a restoration? No, we do Volkswagen, we do Porsche, we do a lot of early 911s, um, 356s, 912s, you know, I'm really well known for that as well now. Yeah. Um, do the, the, the Porsches the just come just come from the Volkswagens? People are like, well, do my Porsche too, because you know That's Volks- what happened originally, yeah. and now I'm known in the Porsche world. And I've never advertised, I've never been to a Porsche show. So it's, do you got to sit and do and start doing research on what colors came what years and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff for yeah, all these so guys? I've geeked out. I'm, I'm an ex. I'm not, not going to say I'm an expert, but I know, <coughs> I know a lot about split buses. I know more about buses than Beatles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, know, I, mean, I would say I know barn doors inside out, because mm-hmm. I'm kind of well known for being the guy who resurrects barn door buses yeah because that bus was kind of done but even worse than that stuff that's been buried in the ground really flat, yeah i mean i've seen a video of one that was buried in the ground and kind of got dug out um but that's the sort of stuff i'm i'm sort of well known for you know, we just insane. finished one for a guy in switzerland did you happen to build a jig ever off of a bus yeah. so that you can mock up panels and start yeah, with them yeah we've got like there? five select jigs oh really yeah and then the same for Porsches, but you can't buy jig brackets for a split bus. Yeah. But you can for Porsches, so I've got the 356 jig brackets and I've got the 911 jig brackets. 
um, and I've, I've been doing some heavy restorations on them as well. Um, but and then we do all um, other classic cars. As, as long as I like it, if someone comes to me with something that's like not really ticking a box, right? I don't really want to do it because I've got to feel passionate about what I'm restoring. Yeah. If I'm doing a car that I don't really like, I'm not really going to get jazzed up over it. Yeah. So I usually tend to do well, anything Volkswagen, anything Porsche, I love it. And then if someone comes with any other cool classic car and they want me to do it right, I'll do it, you know, but it's got to be right. And I do show cars and I do patina work, you know, I'm really well known for doing patina stuff as well. So you can get that patina look if somebody's looking Absolutely. for some of that, you can yeah, kind of make that. We do it all. And I like all, all looks. I don't just like show cars. You know, a lot of my own collections, I've got a few Volkswagens, are original paint stuff. You know, I've gone full circle. Yeah. Because I do love the Survivor stuff. So, so looking back over all these, uh, over all these years, I mean, to looking now, from that first day when you were rained out in your golf <laughs> at the VW show to like, now you're one of the top guys in the rest. I mean, did you ever see yourself getting here? Did no. you ever think you'd be here today? No. I mean, it's incredible because, like I said, you're one of the top guys in the in the game out here. I was one of the the top lads doing modified cars though. You know, like these, it was the Max Power era, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, you've probably never heard of it, but custom cars in the UK was huge in the 90s and the 2000s. And there was a full scene and it was all about fancy candy paint jobs, really crazy body kits, flushed off boot lids, um, bonnet scoops, you know, massive wheels that shouldn't really be on the car. And then, so that was my thing. And we did that and I won loads of awards with them types of cars. So I was well versed at building fancy cars Yeah. before I started doing Volkswagen. And uh, I came on the scene and it was like a bit of a new kid on the block sort of thing. Sure. Like, Where's he come from? It's yeah. Come out of nowhere. I've been doing this 30 years. And I'm thinking, well, I've been doing it a lot the same length of time. I'm the same age as you. Right. It's just I was airing my wares on, on a different else. vehicle. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like I've, I've never worked on cars before. And I just thought, I'm going to start repairing Volkswagens. It didn't work like that. I fell into Volkswagens. But I'm well versed at rebuilding cars properly. And but because you worked in a collision shop, you know how things go back together. Absolutely. And and, and some of the time as a you know we did a stripping and we did stripping and fitting, then we went to paint and body, then we went to metal work. You know I, the shop I worked at, I was only a painter there, mm -hmm. so we used to paint eighty cars a week. That garage we had seven, 80. 80. seven booths, nine painters, but yeah. we had white suit on and we we're in the booth painting. We even had a guy who mixed our paint for us. All we did was paint all day. <laughs> Like a, it's like a sweatshop, you're just spraying paint. But I, I got that sick of painting new cars. I yeah. walked out and that, I eventually said, I'm not going to paint cars ever again. Because that sick to death of doing another wing, another bonnet, it was, the love had gone. Yeah. It was just a job. It was like stacking shelves. You know, yeah, was, going through the motions. Yeah. And then we started doing classic cars and the love's back. And it's like, well, it's oh, fun. It's this. fun. It's the adventure of like finding out what the original color was or chasing a particular style that somebody's looking for or matching a paint sample or doing yeah. those things. That's kind of the, the thrill of, of doing that work, you know, working and especially working with people to get creative, make ideas. And you're doing two things at once, right? You're building a car for somebody that's appreciative of what you've done first. Second, you're, you're, you're pushing the benchmark in the scene, in the VW scene, oh. a little bit more and a little bit more, you know. So uh, I, I can see where the the fuel comes for the energy for the business, yeah. you know what I mean? And then how does it feel to have your kids working with you? That's, you know, brilliant, you know. me, me I've got five children, mm -hmm. so my three eldest lads work for me now. So Lee's 22, nearly 23, Harvey's 21, and Aaron's 19. And all three of them are really good. Lee's right by my side now. He did six years as a metal lad. Now yeah. he's in the office helping me. Um, he runs the place more than me. Because yeah. I still, I'm a painter. People come to me from all over the world 
for me to paint a car and for me to prep a car. That's what I do. So my son, 23, does all the computer side, does the emailing, does the invoicing. Right. He deals with all the ag. I, obviously, if you come to my shop and you ring me, I'll talk to you on the phone all day long and I'll email yeah. you all day long. But when it comes down to it, they want me to be in, it's me painting a car. It's, that's why I started this business because I want to paint cars. Right. I don't want to work in an office. Yeah. And the day that that ever happened, was it's not gonna, it's not gonna work for me. So I'm, I would rather have five people in the office and me still in the garage because I'm wandering around, we're, we're talking about how we're gonna build a car and I'm painting the cars. And I save the painting for nighttime now because I've got 30 lads. So I organize and deal with everything and make sure everything's going smooth in the garage. And when they go home at 4.30, I then stay behind and paint till probably 10 o'clock at night. So you have cars prepped and put in the yeah. booth and you just roll in there, yeah. put your suit up and just start yeah, spraying. Got a, a couple of booths and I just, I work between them when everyone's gone home really. I still do bits in the day. Yeah, coming if, coming from a guy who couldn't afford, uh, you know. I was skint, mate. When I started this, I was skint properly. I borrowed a thousand pound off a friend to buy um, a second hand Mercedes to get my wife so we could get the kids to school. Yeah. And he said to me, what are you doing? Why don't you start putting your skills to work? And this was just a different, it was a conversation I had with him one night. And it was things like that that made me think, you know what, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start doing this. And it just took off. And you're- Because I can do the job. Yeah, That's the top no. and bottom of it. And, and Loads of people come along, don't they? You've probably met a lot, you see it, and they're there and they're gone. They're yeah. there and they're gone. The good guys are the ones that carry on. Well, and, and it's tough sometimes because you get the artist, the painter, and he's not a good business guy. And then yeah. he doesn't last long. You know what I mean? So to because be able I to had um, my business, though, like I started trying to be self-employed in those early 20s. Right. And I went bankrupt. So I'd, I'd absolutely balls it up. Yeah. I knew, I knew I had to realize. And now you wrong. got kids. And now it's like a, it's a huge risk. But I mean. It, but they push it. They push it in my business more than me. Well, that's great. My son, Lee and Aaron. Of, and Harvey this year have gone to more shows than me with his Black Beetle because yeah. he's super proud of that car. Yeah. He's won 12. What was the condition when he got that car? Was it restored? It was on the road but rough. It was on the road but rough. It was just, it's a famous car that in the UK. It was, it was a driver. The, it was one of the first uh, cowlock cars to be done in the UK in the 90s mm -hmm. by a guy called Rob Tomlinson. It was a really f actually famous car in the UK. It was a um, proper cowlock, all original sprints, or, sorry, original BRMs on it. Um, the early Porsche steering wheel, the mm -hmm. auto taco gauges, um, big power engine that was done by John Mayer. John Mayer was famous in England for yeah. doing engines back in the day. So Drag the racer, right? Yeah, and that car ended up on a TV show, you know, like on the Sky Program shows, the Discovery yeah. Channel. And the car was at John Mayer's and they did a massive burnout on the TV show with that car. Yeah. And it was outside John Mayer's shop showing this new engine they'd done with a line lock and everything. And, so this Rob Tomlinson was pretty famous and he got um, the car had won loads of awards in the 90s. Went to Volkswagen in 93 or summer, or 94, I can't remember the year. And he it, 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 it got cancer, Rob, and he, he passed away. Mm. The car got sold to Mark and Mark did like a thousand mile in it in over 10 years. He never used it. And he ended up at my shop and Mark was gonna get it restored by us. But he'd lost the love. He was yeah. doing the buses. And our Lee's like, look, I want a project. So he bought the car from Mark at a really fair deal. Yeah. Mark looked after him, um, as he does many times over, because that's yeah. what Mark's like. Yeah. So we got this car, and we actually thought it's pretty good. Yeah. And we've media blasted it like you do. We've yeah. got our own blast shop in-house, so we stripped it, and then Gavi works and we blasted it. And there was now left of it. It was the worst UK rotten car you've seen in your life. I mean, we were just stood there. If it wasn't that car, it was just scrapped it. Really? Yeah. 
So it's like inner wings, everything. It's, it's so, so bad. We're in tears. We look around it in, in the blast booth and just stood there. Me and my son were looking at each other like, you know, it's like, what, what can we do with it? You know, it's going to need everything. And we just, right, let's do it. So we got some panels and away we went, put a team of lads on it with us and we, we had it welded up in a few months. Yeah. And then it went from there and we've kept that car how it was. It's got the same gauges, the same steering wheel, the same wheels, the same... As a tribute to the build, Even, original yeah, build. Absolutely. And we, we changed a, a couple of things. It's got original MP seats in it, but we've trimmed them how Lee liked them. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just slightly updated it, but very much. That engine's the John Mayer engine. We rebuilt it, but kept it how John Mayer had the same. The carb tops are a bit naff, but that's how it was. So we just left it the same. Yeah. On a tribute of, but original BRMs on that car, you know, they're the real deal. Yeah. Um, I could tell I was, t- I was showing my son earlier while I walked through the show yeah. and I said you see the you see the casting on that how it's all rough in the face I said that's yeah. those original BRMs not very, very many sets is there no so that car we finished it we debuted it for Volkswagen this year and believe it this is it's kind of it's cool but also sad so we we cracked the screen putting it in and it had um, a little sticker in the window that said Leeds VW Club which was Rob Tomlinson's club mm-hmm. and we never thought anything of it so we put a new screen in the car and we're at the show and this big tall guy comes walking over to, to us and he says, oh, are, are, you, are you Lee? And my lad's like, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, I'm Rob Tomlinson's best friend from back in the day. He said, I've driven down from Leeds to uh, see the car and give you a Leeds VW sticker. Would you put it in the window for oh, us? Oh, wow. So we did. It was like, I mean, it's making me tear up now. Yeah. It was real special that that, that actually happened, the passion. Yeah. You know, so we put the sticker back in the car just how it was. That's perfect. And it just made it so much more special. And yeah. then one of the judges who was also judging the car was friends with Rob. And he said, you've completely done it justice. So it's a bit of a cool story about a cool car. Well, there's a, you know, the, the funny thing is, as car guys, and your dad was a car guy, you said your dad passed away. Mm. How long has your dad been gone? Five years. So your dad had a chance to see you make a success of yourself we and, going, and do this? We were getting there, yeah, but not, not you're like busy. We we've really sort of blown you're bu- up. You are busy kind of cranking it out at the time we the were, old man passed away. so sad that he's not around to see what we've achieved. Yeah. You know, and my mum and dad, they both passed away within six months of each other, and they were only like 70 years old. They weren't old, 71, yeah. 73, over nothing. My dad died of a, my dad died of a broken heart, you know. He, yeah. He, my mum went first, and then my dad just sort of sat there and made himself ill. It was sad. Well, I tell you, you know, like, but I, you know, I believe that they're, you know, not just the cars have a soul, but the, we, we have a connection to the other side. And I think like, you know, like showing up for that Lee sticker, I know that your, your old man's on the other side and he sees what you're doing. And, and I think it's so cool. I'm that, a massive believer in that as well. Yeah. That, you, that you're able to, you know, kind of fo- fulfill a dream that you maybe didn't even know that you had, but something that was kind of indirectly led you. They would be so proud to see this, you know. Yeah. I always wanted to be successful with a car garage. As a kid at school, that's what that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. This is what all I've ever wanted. And uh, I just, I was getting there. So yeah. they knew I was doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there was things I would like to have done with them that I can't do. But Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it, just it, the way life goes sometimes. It, it, it is. My, mother, it is. My, my, my wife's parents are alive, and uh, we spoil them now yeah. because yeah. I, I give them everything that, that I can. I want them to, to you, well, you appreciate Well, you appreciate that they're here. Of course, absolutely. And sometimes, and sometimes, you know, we got people right here with us, and we never really connect with the fact that they're here and how much limited time yeah. we have here. But, yeah, it's... it's uh, it, 
It's a shame, isn't it? Life is short. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And and that's what, you know, it's neat that I saw you out here the second time I've seen you, mm. that I've flown half around, halfway around the world <laughs> to visit friends that I've made here in the UK yeah. to enjoy the hobby and to meet the same people that I meet in the States yeah. that I make relationships with. And I find so many connections with them because we have a love that starts with an inanimate object of a car that I believe to some degree has a soul to it or that we believe we were, we grew up in a generation where things mattered. And if you had something, you took it, you made it nice, you built it, you made it better, you did it yourself, you know, and the, and the foundation of that, although we all grow and get to different levels of wherever we're at, whether you have to, you don't have the time and you pay someone to build the car, but you still have the passion for it. Yeah. I think there's, there's so much of that in this hobby that, that is, really so focused you know because you were in you were in the custom car side on the ford side would you say the vw people are different oh yeah i mean like like it's it's so friendly yeah everyone becomes friends my best friends now live all over the world um they're all volkswagen (laughs) lads you know like the best my best man at my wedding is is rusty lee who's rusty lee's rock and roll beds so he's kind of like famous for his for his beds and he's really well known and we became best friends and we still are. I speak to him all the time. He lives the opposite end of the country to me. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a lifetime friendship um, of of people just from sitting out and having a beer next to someone at a car show. Yeah, it's, it's We've so got the same connection. Some of my closest friends I met when I was 16, 17 years old. My Volkswagen, and we're still friends, and we still have Volkswagens, and we're still you know we sit down sometimes and and we think, yeah, did you ever think? When you, when you were sleeping on somebody's couch that one day you'd have a house, you'd have a family and all this stuff and we'd still be talking about stupid Volkswagens. It's and it's same like, for my friends. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yep, I thought we would because I thought no matter what, I'm never letting go of that hobby because it's, it's the car is, it, it's like you have that car, there's a common brotherhood you have with somebody that, that when you're committed to having that thing because You've both been dealing with the heartache and the joy of owning a car like that. You yeah. know, that, that you've got to put, it's going to give you back what you put into it. So we had seen, but you, you're totally right. Yeah. And you stay friends with all these people from all walks of life. No. Um, and we're all connected because of the cars. It, it, it Massively. is. A, and it, I like all Volkswagens, you know, um, I, Split Buses is my, is my favorite. Um, and I like them stock, modified. You know, I've, I've done the full Shebang. Yeah. I've done stock stuff and, and shown it and we've won all the awards at Stanford Hall and um, the split screen van clubs we've won the restorations of the year we've done all that with the standard stuff and mm-hmm. then we've also done it with the modified stuff I like all of it there isn't I'm not some some people are only into a certain thing but right. for me I like everything I like too much of everything 25 horsepower 30 horsepower just I don't like charges. I don't like you found that you found oh. the thing I don't like I don't like a little horsepower I got I gotta have at <laughs> least that. 50 horsepower at least that's all i'm asking for is at least 50 so it's gonna be modified 36 horse but yeah, yeah. I, I, no but i do i i do enjoy you know i've got too many cars in my collection of a bunch of ones that need work and all kind of different stuff but you know there's too, there's such a variety and then with all these people going to places like brazil or this or wherever you know i just picked up a tc a Gia tc and mm. it's like it just never stops there's so much stuff out there um you know, I don't matter what you have, you always want something else. Yeah, and it, and it, but the thing, the the one question I had: Do you still have the eleven window bus, the turbo eleven window bus? I sold it. Um, oh, sorry, the very first one I had. Well, the the split screen yeah, bus. No, yeah, I sold that. I sold it years ago, and I've I've actually looked for it a few times. It's, it went into a collection. The guy who bought it was a collector, and I've, I've never seen it since. Really? And I didn't 
back then he didn't have your phone like you have now with right, Facebook right. and stuff. So I, I don't know who he was. No idea. If you um, had a chance to buy it back, I would buy it you? back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That started it all. No doubt about it. And it's it's a. And I'd do it exactly the same as I did back then. And it's a not special. It's just a regular combi. Just a 67 11 window. Yeah, walkthrough or bench. It was a bench seat van. Yeah, it's just nothing yeah. special. But it was your it was your first. It was yeah. it started it all. Yeah, that van was such a. I had a photo shoot done for Camper and Bus magazine uh -huh. back in 2007 or eight, and we took the pictures on the beach where I live. And that picture still arises on Instagram and all different feeds. And you go into a shop somewhere, say I'm in London, and it'll be on uh, one of these prints for sale. On a poster? Yeah. So, to this day, I see it. Really? All the time, yeah. Because it was such a beautiful looking van. And everybody rolls their eyes when you go, that, that, that was my van. You yeah, know, it's like, weird. Whatever. It's, it's just, it was just one of them pictures. That, it just took a good picture because it was Turkish, but it was kind of light. And yeah. then it, the picture was on the beach, and that picture has arisen over and over and over again. It always makes me laugh. I think. Well, I'll post. I'll, I'll post a picture of that. Yeah. And so you guys can see what he's talking about. But <laughs> no, that's great, man. Well, listen, it wasn't that bad, was it? No, it's great, man. No, so I. I, I probably end up talking to you all day. Like, that's no problem. I appreciate <laughs> you coming on the show. If people want to get in touch with you at Irv's, what do they do? How do they get in touch with you? Instagram, message me, Facebook, email. Okay. Call me. And you've got, you guys have a website, irvsirvs.com, or what is it? It's irvsvwrestorations.co.uk. It's a bit of a mouthful. .co.uk. So yeah. irvsvwrestorations.co.uk, yeah. and they can ring you if they've got a car. And even if somebody's trying to find something, let's say that they're buying over here and they want to get it done maybe before they ship it wherever it's going. Yeah, we, we ship cars all over the world for people. Um, my customers, I'm really well versed with. So you guys, have, you got the whole gamut covered oh, from absolutely. shipping, to receiving to shipping to everything. Absolutely everything, yeah. Everything, paint, interiors, engines, wheels. So you guys everything. do it turnkey. Full blown. Well, that's uh, fantastic. Pick it up and drive it home. We actually sold a van to a guy called Sean. He's a, he's a big lad from, uh, from California. It's Sean E.G., and his girlfriend Wendy Disaster on Instagram. Yeah. They bought a 68 Westie off me earlier this year. Yeah. Just randomly rang me. I was I had it for sale on Instagram. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, fancy doing a European trip. And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, what's the van like? And I said, oh, it's a cool van. It's, you know, it's ready to rock. And they said, oh, you know, we're going to be thinking about coming over for the barn door gathering. And we didn't know each other at all. And I said, I'm going to the barn door gathering. I said, um, just come with us. And they were like, what, really? And it made, gave them the confidence then to buy the van. Yeah. And then they flew in. We prepped it for him. It only wanted servicing and stuff. And they followed us from where we live down to the ferry, across to the Bandor Gathering. Yeah. And then we had a week in Holland. And they toured around with us and became real good friends with us. Yeah. And there was about 10 of us at the time. And then they enjoyed it that much. They had that good a time. They said, oh, we'd love to do EBI. So they've left the van with me in my <laughs> building in the storage place. And they're flying back out next year for EBI. Um, and they're going to tour it because they were going to ship it home and then they're going to come back for EBI and I said well if you don't need the van I said right. why don't you just leave it here and you've got something to cruise in already so that's what they did and they yeah. stayed out after the band dog gathering they had like another two weeks in Europe in the van and didn't miss a beat just cruised around yeah, and they're going to take it back to California Sean has the Chanel Bandor so he's kind of well known in, oh, in California okay. yeah 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 um, he's been around a long time I think makes yeah. all the, the lads in, in Cali who've been doing it forever so yeah, he's now a good friend. Same thing, he just randomly rang me one day and probably end up being friends for life. That's too cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's good stuff, man. Well, oh, yeah, if anyone Irv, needs help, I, pre- call me. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, no I look forward to seeing you guys create a lot more cars yeah. for the VW scene to enjoy. We've got some absolute belters lined up for next year, but some top secret. I love it. Well, I would, away at I would love for you to come on and give me a 10 or 15 minute update as what you're going to be debuting at Volkswagen for next year. It's <laughs> a secret. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. If you like that podcast, and I know you did, make sure you share the podcast with your friends on any of the platforms you listen to. Copy, paste it, send it in a group text. We love when our listeners share the podcast. Speaking of sharing the podcast, if you want a shout out on the podcast, if you pick up some merch or you go give us a five-star review. Well, we got a couple of five-star reviews. And the first one says, uh, I'm Toasty, the ad critic says, I've always been curious about why old VWs and their owners are so quirky and found not only a hobby, but a community. I've been making my way through all the episodes trying to figure out how I'm going to build my own car. Also, he's just started putting out YouTube videos that are great. Definitely catch those as well. Thank you, Bill. Keep doing what you're doing. And you're a pillar of the community and are actively recording the history of our hobby. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, got another one from 747400 Captain. And he says, Bill found the podcast six months ago and enjoyed the content. More importantly, I'm the second over a, of a 71 Super Beetle convertible. That was my son's first car. Shortly, he was a major fender bender, which prompted him to decide that it needed restoration, tore it apart, and then found a girl that he eventually married. That was in 2004, and Polka Dot has never, has sat ever since. Most importantly, your podcast has inspired me to begin the journey to restore her. Also, within the last three months, I purchased a beautiful 74 Acapulco. You are so responsible for my enthusiasm, and my enthusiasm, Robert in North Carolina. And I'll tell you guys, one of the most rewarding things that I get out of the podcast is hearing people listen to the podcast and get excited to build their cars. That's why one crazy weekend, our event is all about the people in the hobby. Like it's come here. There's no clicks. Everybody's vibing. Everybody's just, it's, it's the best. So don't take my word for it. Make sure you guys get here. We're one week away, guys. One week away. Even if you can't bring your car, come to Vegas, come hang out. We can find a place to put you so you can be involved in a lot of the activities. Trust me, you will not regret it. So hit me up, DM me, Facebook message me if you guys are coming out. Uh, I've got, I mean, I've got so many people on their way out here. It's going to be a rager. So I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate all the support. Don't forget to support our sponsors, Ross Wolf and VW Trends Magazine. Go support those guys today. And until next week, guys, later. You probably don't know that there's a new Volkswagen out that doesn't look like a Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Oh, 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 oh